Welcome. I'm the Parliament Raven. Welcome. Pull up a chair, pour yourself a cup of tea. My name's Jason Rodriguez, and I'm the Parliament Raven. And we are continuing the recovery series, and this one's near and dear to my heart. It is called Parent Trap, and I'm not talking about twins. I'm not talking about the Disney switcheroo old school movie. I'm talking about when a parent teaches you something or does something to trap you in a mindset, a lifestyle that you can't break free from. And coming from a, a life where I had a parent that was very overprotective, I can speak to this. For the love of our parents, why would I have an episode on recovering from our parents? <laughs> I wrote that in my notes. Uh, with our parents, things differ. Uh, for a rare sum of us, we have this golden family of parentage where both parents pour into you. You live a great life. You're supported in your dreams. You're given good advice and you're confident and successful. You are blessed. The, re <laughs> uh, the rest of us, if you're like me, here in the States, come from a fractured home. Uh, one mother, one father, maybe neither. Maybe a grandparent or an aunt. Or maybe you're even adopted. Uh, and it they're struggling hard to raise you right, to give you the good advice. They're doing the best they can. Now, hey, there's uh, many people that I refer to in episodes, and you're always, always going to hear me refer to in an episode sooner or later to the great coach and prolific writer and comedian, Andy Andrews. Andy Andrews uh, talks about doing your best in, the, in his book, uh, The Noticer Returns. And here's the quote. If you are doing what everyone else is doing, you are doing something wrong. Why? Because most people are not obtaining the results that are considered extraordinary. So I'm parenting my best, and your neighbor's parenting their best, and I'm doing my best. Well, the best is not extraordinary, so it's not good, right? And that's how we end up uh, with traumas or wrong teachings. And that's not your parents' fault. That sometimes is secular, you know? I know personally, uh, my mom did the best she could as a single mom. Um, my dad now, may she rest in peace. My dad now is in the picture again. And he's being a single grandpa the best he can. Um, 
but they were raised in a generation, I mean, where trauma was part of growing up. I, I remember my mom telling me a story of, of getting punished and her mom would take rice granules and throw them on the floor and have her kneel in them. And ladies and gentlemen, it's like kneeling in fine pebbled gravel, not sand, gravel for for a long period of time. It is painful. It is arduous and you feel every grain of sand. Now, my mom never did that to me. But, you know, imagine just a, a floor full of Legos, if if you will. And then standing on them for a long period of time barefoot. So, so what does that all mean? It means that, pardon my language for those of you who are offended by bad language, some of the things we learned were absolute shit. Uh, and, and to say that, I, I, I say that in the most loving way, but man, it sucks. You know, my mom, God rest her soul, though she was my hero, man, she taught me some bad things. So here it goes. I'm going to, I'm going to tell you some of the bad things I learned. Uh, and this is not a negative of my mom. This is her doing the best she can. Find a job, preferably a government one, and stick with it. Why is that bad? Well, uh, it's, for some it's not, but you're never going to get, if you dream of living more than a paycheck to paycheck or under bureaucracy or being your own boss, it's not a good foundation, right? And definitely, you know, you don't dream about that. And I dream about that now, you know, into, after raising three kids and having one of the and having a job that that is government funded and paid, uh, and move and trying to move out of that into a world where I, I full time coaching and speaking and pouring into people and, and teaching college courses, that was that's still not a mindset. That's still something that that causes an an underlying fear. And and maybe we'll talk about recovering fear. Maybe that'll be a bonus episode. Uh, if you risk too much, quit and find something more comfortable. Now, that was not something she said, but definitely as growing up, my mom, if I ever was in a hard knock place um, when it came to a sport or martial art, uh, if I wanted to give up, she's always all for it. And maybe that was because she was tired and didn't want me to take it, but it didn't leave a good precedence Uh Later on in my life, I would have to overcome that in high school and college and create a foundation for myself where I developed grit when uh, I received negative uh, feedback. This, in, For instance, in acting in college, I got some very negative feedback uh, from a, a teacher, and they've, I, my response was not good, and they flunked me. And, but I went back and I still, I went back, retook the class with a different teacher and continued to act. And I would later on um, be invited to join SAG and I would turn that down. And that's a completely different story. But I had to develop the grit because of that bad pattern of thought or action that my mom created um, by, by not giving, giving me 
the opportunity to grow in that stressful situation. Another thing, there is no such thing as friend. Only blood matters. I think my mom would regret that saying she used uh, later on in life. Um, and that's a whole family situation uh, with my brother, who I don't bring up much. Uh, God bless his soul, and I hope he's happy with his life. Um, but a lot of the people I learned to defend, to depend on and a lot of people that my mom would later depend on were friends of mine um, from moving things to helping when she got sick with her health. Um, definitely there's people that stood by me through all that. Um, and, you know, I could mention their names, but that, that would mean nothing to you. Um, family and and friendship are things that are developed over time and sometimes those break and sometimes they're not and that's a part of life and my mom didn't really teach me that well because if somebody hurt her or betrayed her if she felt that way or slighted my mom would cut them off um, whether they were toxic or not and you know you heard my previous episodes on toxic friendships and such and that was developed for me, my personal learning, because it's definitely not something that was modeled for me from my mom. Uh, how uh, another another thing she taught, how to live paycheck to paycheck, right? Uh, my mom lived in a massive amount of debt I was, as I was growing up. She lived from paycheck to paycheck. Um, my uncle Tony would definitely help us uh, from time to time uh, with his paycheck um, because my mom did not have a good modality of spending. And when she was stressed out, she would buy herself a new purse when she couldn't afford it. Uh, you know, part of the debt that I'm still working off is my, uh, my mother's bankruptcy in which I took school loans to help her fund that. Uh, and I, you know, I don't regret it. It, it did leave some tension to my mom really some tension for my mom, but it's still paying back the, that school loan that helped her. Uh, your value is determined by comparing yourself to others. That's a pretty bad one, right? Uh, and in a, in a Hispanic household, you're compared to your siblings. I, I mean, there's plenty of people in my generation who experience that. And even now, even today, um, we do that. Parents compare their children. Why can't you be more like your older brother or sister? Uh, well, mom, uh, I would later tell my mom, well, you couldn't really compare me. I have dyslexia and dysgraphia. And they don't. And, you know, but she didn't know that. And the government didn't help her find that out. And neither did, and by the government, I mean schools. Uh, I later on would discover that myself. But I, that last one took me so long. I, I had to go to a thing called Re the Revenant Process to, and Adrian Kohler, uh, if you ever listen to this episode, thank you, to learn that, why don't we just say you have value, right? If my, my mom had taught me that, where would I, 
how much more healthy, but maybe I wouldn't be doing this podcast. Maybe I'd be doing something completely different. Maybe I wouldn't be talking about the parent trap. Maybe you need to hear this because your parents were overbearing on you and belittled you, or you didn't have any value. You just needed to calm down and be quiet. Or maybe you needed to uh, just, just buck up and, you know, it'll get better. Just be quiet. Or I know I'm right. You're wrong. Just be quiet. Uh, and, and, you know, in past episodes I talked about, you know, how my family sometimes would, or maybe I haven't, maybe I haven't talked about this, that my family would view me, uh, I would bring information because I was a curious kid. I would go to the library uh, being picked on. I spent a lot of time in books, learning things, uh, textbooks, and I'd bring, uh, listening to the news sometimes, uh, which my family didn't. And I'd bring information and I'd be called a liar. And later on, uh, and they would refer to me, well, this is why I hate the, this story. They would refer to me as, as Pinocchio and that my nose was growing. And, um, and later on when they found the information's right, they would just, you know, kind of blow over it. They wouldn't even acknowledge that I, I was right. Uh, and it would leave an indelible habit of trying to prove myself right, to prove my value, because I was compared, like, it, just connect these things, right? And this was learned from my family and my parents, the parent trap, right, uh, as I was growing up. And, and we all have those parent traps uh, that are taught to us. Uh, so what does the Bible have to say about this? Well, man, if you go to the Old Testament talking about parent traps, I got a list of them. Here we go. Ready for them? Uh, Isaac was almost sacrificed by his dad. Imagine that trauma. Uh, the God, I mean, God told him to, but then God stopped him. But imagine the trauma of all that. Dad, where's the, the offering? Oh, the Lord will provide one. <laughs> Esau was favored by, later on, favored by Isaac over his son Jacob, so much so that Jacob convinced Esau to sell his birthright as firstborn, even though they were twins, uh, for uh, a bowl of porridge, and then later on would get his father's blessing by tricking his dad into thinking that he's Esau. Talking about family drama and traps. Here comes the trap. Ready? Jacob favored uh, Joseph, his son, over his brothers and was blatant about it because he gave him a beautiful coat that he never had done anything like that for his elder brothers. So much so that his elder brothers would later on throw him in a pit and sell him a, to traveling slave traders and he was sold into slavery in Egypt. Uh, further along, you have Jesse, who ignored David and sent him to be a shepherd away from his family due to thinking that his mom had bore him out of an indiscretion. Uh, you later find out, if you do your research, that Gerald's mom was protecting Jesse, who was going to do an indiscretion. But that's neither here nor there. See, Jesse ignored his son David. Parent issues plague throughout the Bible narrative, folks. It's not nothing new. 
Underneath the sun. Ooh, wisdom. Last but not least, David's son rebelled and overthrew him, and later on, David would have to reclaim his throne, and he was conniving about it. That's a story. Uh, before we, we move on, I want to address that orphans are parentless, um, and I want to address you specifically because God himself has always had a heart for you. Um, the very law of the Old Testament protected those. You were claimed as his own um, from the day of your birth, from the day of your abandonment. Psalms 2710 declares, the Lord adopts the abandoned. Uh, so, so take back to the mess you were taught, the crushing experiences, the, the overbearing talking. And if the wisdom of the word was drilled into us and our parents, things would be, and practiced, uh, who knows what the world would look like. Colossians 3.21, Ephesians 6.20, or, well, no, 6.20. Ephesians 6.4 reminds parents not to overdo the pressure you put on your children and continually cause anger or resentment. Uh, it crushes the spirit in the person. So it happens, right? Uh, by golly, your trauma and... Man, the trauma happens. And we need to recover. You know, I needed to recover. You might need to recover. How deep does it go? You know? Humble Parliament, there is no replacement for therapy or counseling. And, and even a good coach. But... If it's not, if you're listening, you know, you can, you can get over, you can embrace, change, spark a light. You don't always have to suffer from the trauma that can occur from the parent trap. So in order to discover... For self-evaluate, right? We got to start by self-evaluating. You've you've heard this before and time again, and I'm gonna I'm gonna still bring it up. Use the time to determine the parent traps. You got to self-evaluate. Recovery can only occur when you're self-evaluating, right? For me, the thing was uh, poverty mindset, limiting ideas, bad examples, no value. My value came from others, and so I sought that. Uh, and and maybe if you listen to some of my earlier podcasts before, you know, Dan Tacchini and, and Adrian's and the Revenant process, you, you notice in my voice that I, maybe I am looking for that. And sometimes, you know, it was very obvious and sometimes not. And I, as a podcaster, 
And as a speaker and as a teacher and as somebody who values you, Parliament, I, you, the honesty has to be there so that you can know that it is possible that I'm speaking from experience. So what, what's next? You know, you forgive. You know, we talk about the, about the forgiveness, the process of it. You forgive your parents. You forgive yourself. If your parents are destructive and toxic, that does not mean to jump back into a relationship and to try to repair the damage. You can forgive without doing yourself harm. You can forgive from a distance if necessary. Right? No one ever said, and no one will ever say, that you should go drink poison again if you've survived it. That's just, I want to put that inkling. But forgiveness is the really the engine of the recovery process from the parent trap, you know, getting that switch turned on in your head, getting that parent trap, uh, a light shined on that parent trap, and then unraveling it with either with wisdom, with a coach, with a therapist, with a counselor, with an event, unravel it with prayer, seek guidance, uh, help, steps, Jesus, definitely seek Jesus, always seek Jesus, you're always going to hear me say that, uh, seek the Father, th seek the Holy Spirit, what more can I say, you know, seeking guidance is probably the uh, a very prolific step, and it's hard to seek help, you know, I try to teach my students and my uh, the people I coach to uh, seek assistance when they need it, right? Self-advocate is the word we use in the teaching world. Self-advocate is probably a word that should be brought into um, the church, and we should talk about self-advocating through prayer as also as much um, as we talk about advocating for others, right? Uh, Father, help me to forgive those who trespass um, as they have trespassed against me. Right? Jesus gives a, a, a nice blueprint in, in his prayer, in teaching about prayer, on, on why we should forgive. Um, there is something to be said about recovery from from the parent trap. The things we've noticed from, from the Bible's examples, the issues that, that continued from father to son, we really, really don't want that to continue, that cycle to continue, right? Remember I mentioned that my, some of the lessons my mom learned was because of the trauma she picked up growing up ending up on the streets as a 14-year-old to protect her sister, who was 12 years old, sleeping under stoops and in movie theaters. That's the life where my mom got her wisdom from and the wisdom that was passed on to me. You know, 
the trauma might not have been as pronounced, but it was there, and that was passed on through her lessons. And only we can seek and do and change so that our children don't suffer the same traumas and learn better wisdom than we did. You know, there's a saying that I use in the church that I don't use in the public education, but I want my ceiling, where the final place where I hit in my, my, my journey, the, the, the last stop on my, the legacy I create to be the springboard for my children and those I taught. So, repent, right? Mind, change, renewal. Our family doesn't have to be the same. Doesn't have to, we don't have to create the same parent traps. We can be the parents and the mentors we've always wanted. Breaking free from the traps takes time. So give yourself a break and keep it up. Grit, grit, grit. I like talking about grit, right? Getting up past the initial falling or failing. And I, this episode is probably going to be one of my longer ones because it just, uh, and my, my voice seems tired because I remember all these things. And getting here has been a journey. It's like a race. And this this recovery it like means a lot to me because I'm 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 pulling back through memories and talking about recent changes and how I broke free, and I, I think about everyone who's struggling, everyone in the parliament who has this parent trap, and how I want you to recover, and you to overcome, and you to be free. Right to live the best life that you can empower others to live theirs. And faith, hope, and love is limitless living. It's limitless life. Parliament. So, what's the challenge? Everybody, nearly everybody has some sort of parent trap. Think through them. Some of them you've already broken free from. Some of them might be under the guise of what you consider a good habit, which might not really be a good habit, you know? Figure one out. Unravel it, you know? Take it apart. Look at the bear claw trap at your foot that's biting into your your spirit person and, and you know, to seek the wisdom that you need to overcome that trap. Man, I I want this victory for you so bad. I want this victory for you so bad. So Parliament, Seek it out. Seek the help. Join the conversation. 
in Facebook. Uh, I know people. I'm one of them, but there's others. If I'm not the right person, get the help you need. Recover. Be successful. Change your the direction of your family forever. Slay the giants that were put into your life and that have been in your life because of generation of generation of parent trap. You have the ability. You have a God who will support you like David <laughs> fighting Goliath. And you have a parliament who will back you up. And of course, you always have this raven. So, till next time, pour yourself a cup of tea and have a good day. Like, subscribe, leave a good comment. Thanks for visiting the Parliament. If you want to know about Gravitas Coaching, please visit gravitas.co. It's also where we host the Parliament. Join the conversation on Facebook at the Parliament Raven Podcast. Last but not least, the intro and outro music credits. Intro music by Russ Budgen and outro music by Sardav Aravistov.